Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Not Another FPL Pod. Back with Rich, of course. It's been a long time. It's been Christmas. It's been New Year. It's been FA Cup. It's been international breaks. It's been AFCON. It's been it all since we last recorded. But anyways, Rich, how have you been in that long time, that couple of months we've had a bit of a break? Yeah, good man. We've had our winter break, haven't we? We've been. Uh, we've, it's almost like it's almost like the World Cup again. But yeah, I'm good, mate. Great Christmas, lovely New Year. FPR's been going all right as well, so I can't grumble too much, mate. How about you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, we're definitely like the Serie A. You know, we need that good couple of months off to rest up. We can't <laughs> be doing the Premier League congested over Christmas. It was ridiculous over Christmas. The fixtures, obviously, more injuries. Two big players, Salah and Haaland injured Salah recently in AFCON and that's kind of what our episode's going to be about today for FPL fans we're going to talk about Salah what to do with him do you keep him and if you don't want to keep him we've got about eight to ten replacements for you guys so we'll jump straight in with that and obviously Rich being the Liverpool fan how stressed are you about Salah and his possible injury well it's typical he never gets injured never gets injured he goes on international duty and gets injured. It's just a story of story of uh, Liverpool players' lives, basically. Um, so yeah, a bit annoyed about that. Um, but both from a Liverpool point of view and an FPL point of view. So from a Liverpool point of view, he's obviously our talisman, our main man. He's our goal getter. He's you know he just does everything in the team. From an FPL point of view, I didn't sell him. <laughs> So yeah. I was like, I'm going to hold him. There's a slim chance he's back for 22 if um, Egypt don't make it through the group stage. So I'm going to keep him. I'll have two frees. I'll know about the FA Cup. I'll know about double game weeks. I'll know all this. So I didn't sell him. And then he gets a relatively serious hamstring injury. Well, sounds a bit three to four weeks out. So in terms of Premier League fixtures, that could be two, three maybe. Um, so yeah, good, mate. Good. Yeah, I could imagine. And well, he was getting back into a lot of people's teams just before AFCON as well. He was getting back to his best, I feel. He was obviously scoring a lot since game week one, but it just felt like a lot more people had him back in their teams. I think start of the season, a lot of people decided between Haaland and Salah, but then obviously the Haaland injury came about longer than we thought it was going to be. He looks like he could be back soon. That's going to put more spanners in the work. Do you think with Liverpool, it's going to be a bit of, um, what should we say, patience with him? Because obviously... We saw with Haaland, he was meant to be out what one week, and it's been like a month. Do you think we're gonna? It's gonna be a bit secret in the build-up. So, yeah, you don't really know who to believe, do you? So, like, his agent came out and said he basically gave a timeline. He's like, he's going to be out for three to four weeks. Now, there could be numerous reasons he's done that. He could be doing it just to sort of say to Egypt like yeah he don't worry he's not going to play for Liverpool serious injuries Um, and Pep Linders our assistant coach has come out and said a similar timeline again so yeah I I, and the thing with the thing with Haaland Pep's a liar he's just a full on liar so you don't know what to believe of him and I know people that have held Haaland and they're just getting punished for it now because he's been out for so long so I think I mean, we'll get onto this in a minute anyway, but I think Salah is probably a sell now, especially when you combine the fact that Haaland is probably going to be back soon. It makes too much sense. Um, but again, as we'll allude to, you're going to want Salah back probably. <laughs> so yeah. you've got you've got to have a plan how to get him back in a bit. It is, it is tricky. I think a lot more premiums are coming back into it. Again, lots of people are doing Trent. I took Trent out last week because I had like four or five injuries, including Trent. 
And who'd you bring in for him? Um, Estepinian. Oh, so nice. that was good in that nice. case. But I really wanted yeah. to do like Matty Catchout or someone like that because I had the money for Estepinian. But then I had to do Trent, and then now Trent looks like he's going to be back way before Salah, and Salah's on the bench. So that's an issue I'll sort out. Um, short term, obviously, and long term. But yeah, I think for me, Salah, what, three, four weeks? That's double game week 25, possibly, for him, right? Yeah, so <clears throat> there's a chance that Liverpool get a double game week in 25. Um, we will find that out before we should, in theory. Find that out before the deadline, which is a week today? Or is it some... It's either the 30th. Yeah, so it's about in, in about a week. We'll know... The outcome of the Carling, what's it called now? The Carabao Cup. Carabao <laughs> Cup. Age. Yep. The Milk Cup semi-finals. Um, <laughs> so we'll know that. That'll be tonight and tomorrow because Chelsea are winning 1-0. Yep. Um, there's FA Cup football this weekend. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's the next round of the Cup. So we'll find out so much more before the deadline. And there is a chance that Liverpool get that double in 25. Man City, as we know, FPL announced it kindly to all the casuals. They've got a double game week in 25. So, on the assumption that Salah will be back for that, you're going to want to try and fit in Haaland and Salah. Now, earlier in the season, I didn't have much trouble about that. I had Son as well. Why not? You know, have them all. But with the addition of Trent, like what you've got, and I've gone from 3 5 2, if I get Haaland back, it'll be for Archer. So that's 3 4 3. It's much harder to get. Salah back as well so yeah there's going to be lots of decisions being made over the next few weeks and hopefully you can capitalize yeah it's going to be really interesting because a lot of people go free for free um or they obviously have that uh third striker on the bench who's a uh, 4.3 or whatever but I really feel like some strikers are going to start coming into the radar very quickly now you're going to have everyone with maybe Harlan Watkins and Slanke but I think Isaac's going to get into a lot of teams soon Tony's probably going to get into there after their tricky fixture list. Um, there's just top, top strikers. Some may still want Alvarez, depending how he moulds in. Let's say KDB still not um, starting games. Alvarez may be in his spot for a bit whilst Haaland's back. So it will be really interesting. But yeah, I think today with Salah's injury, for me, it's definitely going to be a sell in the upcoming game week. But I would tell people not to sell people yet because we've got, what, like a literally seven days. Yeah, don't, don't make early transfers. Injuries galore could happen. There's lots of Premier League still in it. Um, so it'll be really interesting. But yeah, for Rick, uh, for you, Rich, sorry, are you going to be a sell as well? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. sell him. But again, so I know I know, I know of people that made went really early on transfers. They brought in Bowen last yeah. week. And got punished, rightfully so, as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> but I know of one specific guy <laughs> who sold, who got Bowen in with his two, and Foden for his two transfers. But then the jammy bugger sold Bowen for KDB. Wow. Yeah, it was a minus four, so he's still up on the deal. Yeah. But it's just, it's just, don't go early because so much, so much information to gain, and yeah. it's just it's it's an alien way of playing for me. I can't go that early. I think it's mental. But I'll yeah, I will be selling him. I'm probably not going to move until at least like next Monday. I just want to know everything because it's chip strategy. It's um sorry, it's chip strategy season as well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when we find out all this information, chip strategy is going to become mega clear. Or, you know, you can decide what you want to do. 
it just makes no sense making transfers when we've got so much information to find out. Yeah, true. And obviously, there's lots of people wildcarding right now. What are their wildcarders going to do? Are they going to put Harland and Salah in there and kind of hope for the best? Because realistically, if you're doing your wildcards, you've got to put the players you want long-term in and they're up there. So you kind of, if you're doing it in before game week 22, I'd recommend putting them in. Starting Harland, I think he'll start Burnley maybe or he'll feature... And you might just have to bench Salah, but that feels like such a risk, doesn't it? That's why I didn't want to play my wild cards yet, because I just think there's so yeah, much time and it was just too many red flags up in the air, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm nowhere near a wild card yet. Like, even if, I mean, I've I've got Matty Cash thinking out my back line. I've got Salah still. Um, difficult for me to get to... Harland again, unless I sold Ollie Watkins, for example. I'm not sure I want to do that. Um, but with all of that, I'm still not going to wildcard yet because I want to sort of hold off for as long as I can. If you are doing it though, like you say, yeah, just pick your players that you want long term. Try and capitalize on this double in 25, and just then you've got to try and keep up with everyone else that wildcards later in the season. Yeah, for sure. And um, obviously, we both want to sell. And for those who are listening who also want to sell, I said, well, give you some FPL replacements. I think the best place to start is with Liverpool assets. And I think, Rich, you I'll let you lead with this. There's probably one asset that everyone will be taking Salah out for. Is it a great yeah. seller? I'm obviously so, Diego Jota or Diego Jota, but yeah. That's the man. So, I mean, the, so, prior, you know, I mean, if we journey back just before the deadline, it can't be that much before the deadline. It was about an hour, maybe. We got news of the City double, didn't we, in 25? So for me, I went straight to Phil Foden. I was like, that's who I'm going to sell for, because I had Son, right? So I kept Salah, sold Son last week for Foden, rolled my over free transfer. If that news hadn't come out, I was really close to going Diogo Jota. The problem with Diogo Jota that I sort of talked myself out of with him at the time, he's either a 60 or a 30-minute man, mm. really, for the most part. Granted, the Bournemouth game proved me wrong. But even with that, his goal involvement per 90 is, I think, one of the top five in the league. So he came back from injury and I think he'd played something ridiculous, like 30 minutes of football. He'd got a goal and two assists or two yeah. goals and assists or something. The minutes, if you're prepared to stomach those 30-minute cameos, a bit like Kevin De Bruyne, but I'm sure we'll chat about mm. him in a bit, then I think Joss is a great pick. He's a great pick. And I feel like... Liverpool the other day against Bournemouth. Darwin looked great on the left. Darwin looked great when they put him up front as well. He's just a monster. Luis Diaz of those three, and you know Diaz is my boy, but he's yeah, just yeah. not looked great recently. And playing him out of position on the right isn't favourable to him. But Jota, I mean, we, we're not going to talk about Darwin as much because he's a forward and we're trying to yeah. think about Salah replacements. However, that leads me to Jota, even without the ridiculous haul he got the other day. I think with that prospect of having that double game week, Jota's a, a, a great shout, mate. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. And if Salah's out four weeks, then you've got a cheap asset there. I think Jota's like 6.9 mil or something like that. So, 7.9, so he's risk. He's, he, he'll probably be eight by the deadline. But still, like if you're going Salah to him, you're yeah. banking five mil, roughly. Um, and then it makes your, if either Haaland route a bit easier for whoever... Or you keep that money and you just wait for Salah to come back. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It is interesting. I think Jota's going to be one many jump on. I might do it myself. I just think 
I don't even think it is points chasing with this one. I think this one, it, it does look now with Salah's injury that he is a the best option. You said Darwin can also play on the left, but maybe he'll play up front. I don't think Gakpo's been as good, but again, Gakpo's been playing up position arguably. Most of his appearances um, in Holland was on the left as well. Uh, but Jota's going to be the top one. I always think he has been the top option. Just that long-term injury or the, what was it? Start of the season injury had um, other options coming out. Yeah, he's yeah. in and out, mate. And, and that's, again, that's another risk with him is that he gets another injury. But when he's fit, he's our best finisher. Like, and I know that Darwin's actually is great, but his finishing's been poor and he's getting ridiculed for it, despite the fact he's got 10 goals and 10 assists this season, but whatever. Um, Jota is our best finisher. And like his second, I think it was his second goal, where he took a snapshot, missed completely, and then followed up and just rifled it in the bottom corner. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's great. So I think he's a he's a great shout now. And I'm I'm glad I've caveated that I thought he was a good shout before the deadline as well, because everyone would else be like, oh, you're chasing points. But no, I'd already thought about it beforehand. But the City double news led me to Phil Foden. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. And one pun I'm definitely going to bring to the table, which is definitely points chasing. I will not put it any other way. It is points chasing. It would be, it's not a long-term option at all. He is five mil. In Brereton Diaz. Now, obviously, he's a striker, but FPL have got him in as a midfielder. And it just tickles you, doesn't it? When you just have a player out of position, could get a cheeky bonus point as well. But the only reason I wanted to put him in as like a cheeky two or three weeks punt is because he's got Palace. Uh, I think Villa's the hard one, but I mean, they've also got Luton and Palace and Luton leaked goals. Luton, you'd probably expect to be better. Sheffield United. Look, I know it's not the best option, and I've started with the worst of my options there. But, you know, some people have to be differential, and I really like a differential shout. After I saw him scoring his debut against West Ham on the weekend, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to put him in for this, just to just to stir the pot a little bit. But, yeah, one game is not enough to judge off, I know. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a small sample size, but there's, there's positives to this. So you're going to need that money aren't you? So if you're selling Salah for a 5 million player, you're going to get a nice chunk of change. Again, you can bank that for when he returns or you, it can help you to get Haaland back. Brentford are the other team that double in 25 because obviously they play Man City, so it's not a great fixture. But what I would remind people is that Brentford turned City over at home last season, 2-1. <laughs> everyone, everyone was selling or benching Tony and he got a brace. Like So... yeah. It's, you know, Brentford, they're not, I mean, they've not had a great season, but they've got their main man back now. So that's going to galvanise them. It's not an awful pick, mate. I think, you know, if he's if they've brought him in and he's going to start playing games, and like you say, he's out of position, combined with the fact that people want to do 3-4-3 three, three now, if they want Solanke, Watkins, Haaland, he can be your fifth mid. You can bench him most weeks. Yeah, I, it's just it was just a funny one. I just thought, you know, I don't know if I have the cojones to do it myself but you know um just for them that are out there differential i think he was he'll be excited to see how he he leads the line but just putting him in as a midfielder will be interesting i know obviously uh, a couple weeks ago when the cup played arsenal and i thought odegaard was a massive fire so moving quickly on to better options for fpl fans i think if you're looking at arsenal assets i think 
Odegaard's probably the most reliable possible replacement for Salah, 8.5 mil. What's your thoughts on him? To be honest, mate, I don't look into Odegaard too much. I just, I can't see past Saka. But, you know, they've got decent fixtures, haven't they? So they've got, obviously, Forest this week and then Liverpool, tricky one. West Ham away, 50-50. Burnley in 25 is a good fixture. Sheffield United, 27. It depends how long you want to keep him. Like, if your plan is to get Salah back for 25, then you've got to look at, is Forest, Liverpool, West Ham, the free fixtures you want to target? He's got loads of avenues to points. I can't disagree with you there. But, yeah, it all depends on how long you want him for. So I like it. I think, you know, outside of FPL, he's just a wizard. He's a phenomenal player. In Inside FPL, he's got avenues to points. I'm just not sure. He's not been doing it yeah, that yeah. much. Like, you know, um, obviously Palace, you know, your your boys got routed at the weekend by Arsenal. And I don't think Odegaard got any attacking returns. Uh, him or Saka didn't. Um, yeah, it was more from so... the left wing, which actually, if we had your, if we did an episode before that and we had your chances conceded data, everyone would have been jumping on Trossard and Martinelli because it was against Nathaniel Klein. And I'm sure that's where we've conceded the most chances from when it happened again. Um, but yeah, Martinelli think... come off the bench and got a brace. Yeah, he came off the bench like the last 10 minutes as well. It was well annoying. But yeah. Um, that's for Hodgson for you, bringing on James Tompkins and putting oh, a 21-year-old centre-mid slash right-winger as a right-wing-back for the last 10. Dreadful. So even if we knew that, if I if I knew he was going to do that and Martinelli was going to be on for the last 10 minutes, I probably would have triple-captain Martinelli, you know, because that was just, he was always <laughs> going to come with that type of tactics. But yeah, uh, let me know what other options you've got as potential seller replacements, mate. I'll stick with that kind of budget area. So, um, I've gone for Garnacho. So he's 4.8 mil. I think he's pretty much nailed. I can't see them going back to Anthony. He's just a dreadful footballer. Awful, awful player. They've been massively mugged off by Ajax there. Um, yeah, United have got good fixtures. Um, and I mean, spoiler alert, Garnacho is one of two United midfielders I've got lined up here. Um, but Wolves away, West Ham at home, Villa away, tricky one, and then Luton in 25. He's perfectly benchable, Garnacho, as well. You know, and it saves you that money. Keep that money. You can, you don't even have to go back to Salah from Garnacho, if that makes sense. You can just yeah. keep Garnacho and upgrade somebody else. A lot of people are probably considering Saka out in 25 to make way for Salah. So then you've got, you've got change left over. But in terms of like his expected goal involvement, midfield is five mil and under. I think he's like joint second. Like he's he is good. Like he's a good player. Um, like sixteen shots, which is the most from what I can see. Uh, no, sorry, Ross Barkley just beats him. <laughs> um, he's had three. I mean, three of those shots are on target, so he's a bit of a snap shooter. But he's had the most shots in the box. So for that money, I don't think he's a horrific pick. What do you reckon? Yeah, and no, I really like him. He's definitely one of the first names on the team sheet now. I think for Man United, especially on that right wing. Mount didn't work out, or they wanted to play Mount as that number eight, didn't they? And that's just not worked out. Chelsea did have potential in the right wing as well sometimes, uh, but that's not going to upset Garacho. Anthony, as you said, is not good enough. 
the only one is I guess if sometimes he moves Rashford over there um, which I just don't think he'll do anytime soon so I think with them fixtures and that Garnacho is definitely a really good cheap enabler especially if you're trying to get Haaland back in what about you, mate? Have you got any? Um, what's your next pick on this on your list? I've kept apart from Odegaard, I've kept them quite budget, and this one's biased, <laughs> but there's good uh, evidence behind it, and it's Michael Elise. When he gets back from injury, I believe he should be back for Sheffield United, if not the week after. Look, if Roy's lied about how bad his injury is, then I'm sorry. Maybe just keep an eye out for press conference updates for Palace, but. With Elise, when he came back from his hamstring injury, he had like the, I think like the third or fourth best uh, goal involvement stats per 90 in the Premier League. He was just on fire every game. He came back, got the pace against Brentford or he scored against Brentford. He was bossing it, wasn't he? It's just just expected from him these days. Like If you're looking at a future talent like Elise, he's, for me, he's destined for the top. Destined for like, I could see him being like a Liverpool or a Man City, not like a, a like a Chelsea or a Man United. You know, I really think he's got so much to him. And then this season, well, last season he had eleven assists as well, which was the fourth most in the Premier League. And this season it looks like when he gets rid of the hamstring injury that he'll be producing golden moments a lot more because he was literally doing it like every game for us. What well, was really good though to see and what I like about him now is he is bringing goals into his game. I think he got like two goals last season combined with them 11 assists. But this season, I think he's already on three or four. Bearing in mind, as I said, he's only played about, I want to say like six or seven games. So for me, I think he's a really good long-term option for sure. Mate, I really like him. I think he's class. I think I think he's top, top class. Um, it's just the injury. Hopefully he comes back yeah. from that fully fit. Um but yeah, like he's on, he's been on some set pieces as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he took a penalty, that? took a couple of corners as well, three yeah. kicks. So yeah, he's decent. And he's, for sure. Yeah, avenues to points, man. Um, it's funny you mentioned him because I my pick was Eze, similar price point. Yeah. Just the fact that he's not got that injury, and you guys have got great fixtures. So obviously you're not performing as well as you'd like at the moment, but. The thing is, you've got like the FPL manager. We've got to think about the budget. If we want yeah. Salah, if we want Haaland, when you want them both, you've got to make sacrifices. So you've got to sell players. So Eze at six million, Elise at five point nine. I think they're both solid picks, mate. Yeah, definitely for me. And uh, obviously, Salah's injury is a negative from Afcon, but a positive from Afcon for FPL fans is Ghana knocked out. I think Cameroon's result today meant that they got knocked out. No, it's not for Jordan Ayew, but it's for Kudus from West what Ham. What segue. Great segue. <laughs> he should be coming back now. Um, free from fitness. Sorry, free from injury. Man of the match in their last game. Got a couple goals in the Egypt game as well. So he's looking like a really... He's looking like his form's continuing. He's looking like the talisman for West Ham. I think, let's say West Ham have a couple of their key attackers injured just on his own could still create something I think that's I've got Bowen myself but I think let's say you have Bowen and like the others are injured Bowen's not going to provide you but I think Kudus is someone who no matter what you have with the West Ham injuries or with the West Ham fixtures I think he's a really really good option I think a lot of people are going to jump on him very soon yeah mate I like him I'm just 
looking at his stats since game week 16, six shots, three on target, three goals. Lethal. Yeah. Lethal, lethal. And like you say, he's cheaper, 6.8. So I think when we were talking about this earlier, I was like, oh, AFCON. And you said, oh, I think he'd be back because they're getting knocked out. Mm. And then I started thinking about it and I said, like, actually, he's a lovely little punt. He's a lovely little punt there. Um, I haven't checked the fixtures, but... It gets hard. It gets yeah, um, does it? It gets hard. Right, okay. but, but that good evidence of this is obviously he got the goal against Man United. They've got Man United and Arsenal coming up again. But West Ham did recently play both these sides, did beat them. Um, and yeah. was key in the Man United game. And then, so, but they do have Bournemouth before that. Then after yeah. they get that out of the way, it's Forest, Brentford, Everton, Burnley. So, you know, they do pick up yeah. again. But as I said, I think he's one that you kind of keep in your team set and forget. Yeah, I think I think it's a good shout, mate. It's a good shout. I'll, um, we just mentioned United. I'll go back to them quickly with my fourth pick. That is the rat himself, Bruno Fernandes. Um it's just a fixtures play. Like United, they've not been great, but they're starting to. There's rumours they're back again. I keep work, can't work it out if they're back or they're not. But at the moment, they're, the rumours are they're back. So I consider Bruno. It's pretty obvious he's on penalties, he's on set pieces. Um, he's just greedy, takes everything. Um, he's their talisman. United fans love him. I can't see it myself, but he's a talisman with decent fixtures. So, and as well. With a with a bit more money tied up, it's a bit easier if you if they if they're rubbish, you, you can bid him off for Salah and not feel too guilty. Um, but yeah, I wonder what you thought about Bruno because obviously Garnacho is a budget pick in a mediocre attack, but Bruno's that bit more in cash. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think if you have the cash available, you would probably pick Bruno out of both, um, just simply because he is going to be on a few more set pieces than that. And when United do get ticking, he does get a lot more involved. A lot of the points do come through him, be it through dives or whatever. They're going to come through <laughs> him. Um, but yeah, I do like both the United options. That's the thing, though, isn't it? It's like with some of these clubs like United and Chelsea, like Chelsea have beaten what Fulham, Luton, Palace, as typically expected. But now people are like, oh, Chelsea are a bit back. They're actually now beating Middlesbrough 4 0 in that cup. And that's going to see hey. people, yeah, not even half time. And that, or it's half time now, sorry. And that's going to see people jumping on more Chelsea assets. And I think that's the only issue with Man United and Chelsea. How long does their consistency last is you you never know, do you, at the moment? But I think Bruno's definitely a safe option for when the fixtures get better. Yeah, fair. I mean, Chelsea winning 4-0. Let's just remember it is Middlesbrough. No disrespect to Middlesbrough fans, but yeah. So yeah, we'll have to maybe keep an eye on them. But um, yeah, Bruno's a bit of a punt, I think. Um. Have you got, did you say you've got one more, mate? Is it one more you've got? Yeah, yeah, I do. And it's Anthony Gordon. Okay. Goals against, or I think assist against Liverpool. And City. I know Newcastle um, have dropped in form lately. They've actually lost their last four Premier League games. But I do think this break that they've had is going to do them the world of good. I do think the lack of Europe is going to do them the world of good. And then after Aston Villa away coming up, they actually have Luton, Forest. Bournemouth, Arsenal, then Wolves. And then again, if I, I think of him more as a long-term option, so then it's like Chelsea, Palace, West Ham, Everton, Fulham. So I just think the fixtures look nice for Newcastle. And I think Gordon's going to be a key player for them in the long run. I think they're going to pick up again. They can't be this bad forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And I I mean, I love that pick as a Gordon owner. 
I think that is a great shout. Um, the fixtures, like he's he's had his run of dodgy fixtures and he's still got stuff out of them. So now it's just a case of enjoying him for the next, like the good fixtures and hopefully he can pick up some returns. Um, do you want me to share my final pick, mate? Yeah, mate, go for it, go for it. So this is a this is dodgy, minutes risk. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him, it's a chap called Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> so, <laughs> so obviously, player, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's him. So obviously, just come back from injury, goal assist or whatever it was, max bonus, disgusting, disgusting. He's just a genius with football. Um, he's already admitted that he is not ready to play 90 minutes yet. But if that's what he can do in 30 minutes, it's a punt. Yeah. It is a punt, but it's worth it's worth a go if you're even not going to get Haaland back or you want to tie up the majority of your Salah cash. Because if he's not working out, you can bin him off for Salah and not feel too guilty about it. Or if Haaland does turn out to be just dead, then you can just go with Kevin De Bruyne and get Salah another way. Um, but yeah, it is a risk, but he's such a good player. I wanted to include him, mate. What do you think? Yeah, no, I really like it. And yeah, my mate wildcarded and put him on their bench because obviously Kevin De Bruyne wasn't meant to be featuring too much. And, and it technically was the right play, but then De Bruyne come up, comes up with a goal and assist in the last 10, 15, or you could say it isn't the right play, but you know what I mean? So he was fuming yeah. at that. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a good long-term option. It'll be really interesting to see like who gets the most points out of him and Haaland um, just for when they're both back because... Haaland hasn't hit his heights that he did last season because that was ridiculous. Like lots of hat tricks, lots of points. And I'm not saying he hasn't got many points, but you know, this injury now, how's he going to come back from that? We've already seen how De Bruyne's going to come back from that. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting because I feel like it'll be too hard to get both of them in long term if you don't yeah, want really. Salah. So then you're going to have to pick. And I think some weeks that's going to haunt people, going to haunt them bad. Yeah, I agree, man. Could be maybe a free hit team in 25, perhaps. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, look, that's been a bunch of our seller replacements there. Both of us believe you should sell him at the moment. Obviously, you don't have to listen to us, but that's just what we think. <laughs> you never know. He might be back quicker than we think. But yeah, look, that's been an episode of Not Another FPL Pods. We've really enjoyed being back. You got anything you want to say, Rich? Just as always, thanks for the support and thanks for watching. It is massively appreciated. Yeah, and we will be back a lot more now on YouTube, not another FPL pod, and on Spotify with the same name. So be sure to check it out, subscribe, follow if you want to keep up for updates. That has been it from today. We hope you've enjoyed. Let us know what you think of our possible seller replacements and who you're going to be putting in. We will see you later.